Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti, the studio that has been my host for, I'd say, 95% of the podcasts I've done. And it is because of Grove Studios that I started doing a podcast in the first place. I say that a lot, but it's absolutely true. They believed in me enough to say, hey, we really want you to do something at our studio. So if you're a musician in the Ann Arbor, Ipsy area, Detroit area, and you don't have a place to practice, this is a great place to practice. They've got several rooms to my left that I've blocked out today, so we don't have any sound bleed from there. Um, we've got a podcast studio, obviously, here. So they say get out of the garage and get into the studio. I encourage you to do so. Even if you're passing through town as a musician, maybe playing the arc or something, you need to warm up somewhere. You can book an hour here and get a little quiet time in and uh, enjoy your uh, studio. So today I've been doing this since about two years ago. My 46th podcast is this one, and it's the first return visitor because everyone's only been here once. But last time we were wearing masks, Jill. Yes, I was thinking that. <laughs> Jill Jack is here. Hello, Jill. Hi. I was totally thinking that when I was getting out of my car, and I'm like, I believe I had a mask on the last time I was here. We yeah. both did. I mean, yeah. well, I guess we could now. We're not completely out of the woods no, yet. No, we're not, but at least we're a lot better than where we were. We Let's are. Let's put it that way. We're going to talk a bit about that because it's largely uh, what has happened since I saw you last. But I okay. think a song is a great way to remind people what Jill Jack is all about because singing is what you do. <laughs> Tell me what you're going to sing. So I'm going to do a song um, that I plan on doing at my show that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and it's a song off my first album, mm. and it's called Nowhere Bound. Nice. Yeah. 
song's about me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's about all of us at some point in our lives, don't you think? Probably. Yeah, I absolutely. Felt, I felt like it could be about me because I'm not sure where I'm going anymore. Well, you know, I think the um, what I've found, especially in the last year, is that for so long I always knew or thought I knew where I was going, right? <laughs> and we have our plans and then life laughs. And so... John, I just want you to know that no one really knows where they're going, and and we're all kind of nowhere bound, and when life opens the road, you have a choice to take it. That's all. Fair point. Well, you're back today because your annual birthday bash, which has been kind of interrupted being annual, especially (laughs) near your birthday, is back January 14th at the Ark in Ann Arbor, and uh, proves to be a special affair, as it always does, with special guests. Uh, I'm sure you've got the full band this time. Yes. Uh, so often when we visit, it's you and me and a guitar. We've mm-hmm. had Mark with us before uh, and visits that I've done with you over the years. But uh, full band in the studio with, for an interview, it's hard to pull off. So <laughs> yeah, the I magic, so. The, I mean, I love your solo, but like the magic of a Jill Jack show sometimes is that interplay between the band and just how it plays out on stage and the energy and you're one of my favorite live performers, so it's... Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Gosh, and I, you've seen a lot, so that, yeah. that that makes me feel incredible. Well, Thank you, just, you. You just have such a passion when you're up there. We can all tell that you're you're loving what you're doing, and that's part of, for us, as in, an enjoying the show, we need to know that you're having fun, too. Right. So. Well, I always said, and um, you know, I've told some of my dream big clients, too, if you aren't having fun, and I learned that, actually, from all people, my father, who mm. was not a performer, he was an actor, but... One day I was cranky years and years and years ago during one, uh, we had a, like a band fight and this was early on in, in my career. We came out and we were kind of grouchy and I didn't know Bob Seger's manager was in the audience. There's a lot of kind of important people in the audience and we were all cranky on stage. And my dad came up to me after and he said, you know, pe- people come to your shows and they pay to forget about their problems, not to see yours. And it was the best advice mm he had ever given me um and i took that to heart and from that day forward i didn't care what was going on in my life i went on stage i left it backstage and i uh you know share the love because that's that's really what everybody comes is just to really feel the love and and just lightness you know I get that in a relatable way. Um, I, I, I think you know me well enough to know that sometimes i battle with depression or sadness or yes. whatever it might be but what I've found is over the years, even if I'm in my worst mood, if I come into you know to a radio station where I no longer actually work and do things on the air or something like this, mm-hmm. I turn on that microphone and then suddenly all of my problems are gone for 5, 10, 30 minutes, whatever it ends up being. It's because I'm doing something I love. And I imagine that that's the same thing for you when you're on that stage. Like you can be bummed out about something, but you get up there and you're like, look at all these people who came to see me. You know, that, that has to be healing in its own little way it's healing um i try not to put too much emphasis on the amount of people because uh you know obviously it's i never call to find out my ticket sales or anything but being on stage is ethereal Mm -hmm. um it is a place where time stands still and um the joy yeah i mean i saw my boys in my band (laughs) for the first time last week and um we all start crying I mean, it was an emotional thing. 
and I sang one song with them and they all turned around and looked at me like, <laughs> she's still standing. Um, and you know, I just, I, I kind of like bent over and, and just thanked God. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, my voice is still there. The band, the magic's still there. And it was just such an emotional thing. And, and um, we just sounded so good together. Yeah. For those people who haven't been following you regularly, they're probably right. wondering, what are they talking about? Right, well, exactly. last year's show didn't happen in January. No, I, um, I got COVID for my birthday and um, it was horrible. And I really thought that was the end of it. You know, I just have the COVID and move on. But I had long COVID and then um, really it was taking me a long time to recover, which I had heard was normal. And I thought going back to the gym would be a good idea to uh, help my endurance. And I ended up having a heart attack in Mm. the pool at the gym which then uh, in the emergency room they said you are in the middle of a heart attack but then they found that my heart actually through um i can't remember what that that uh, test is called that they ekg no it's a wire through your wrist um it's a heart cath and um there's a lot of tests put it that way (laughs) but basically my heart is in very good condition but just the virus attacked my heart and i had myocarditis which was debilitating for months on end and um couldn't walk you know it's just it was it's almost like it didn't happen it's um, coming up to a year and i mean i literally just started feeling better about a month ago um and that's because the virus also attacked my brain and so um you know, it's attacked other people's liver, kidneys, you know, you hear all these stories. Um, it just decided to go for my heart and my head. And that I find that very kind of interesting. So mm. there's, there'll probably be a song in there somewhere probably. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing good now. Good. I've heard it. Uh, other people's reactions have been like turning on an immune autoimmune disease like lupus that they didn't have present. It probably was dormant, but it was turned on yeah. by having, by having uh, been exposed or right. having dealt with COVID. So it's... It's nasty. It is nasty. And, um, you know, for everyone out there suffering, I want to say that, you know, I hope it gets better for you. It's different for everyone. I, when I posted on Facebook, a lot of people reached out to me who were going through the same things. And it was nice to talk to people who understood my language, who understood. Because if you try to tell someone who doesn't have it or didn't have it, there's no way to explain the feelings and the physical things that were going on in my body that I felt like I was losing my mind. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. So this 2022 calendar year, how many shows have you done? Um, 2022? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a handful. I mean, I tried to go back um, in May and I did a Nor'easter festival and that was my, it was a three day festival. A lot of shows in there. Saw you there. And um, I did not feel well. And I don't know if anyone noticed, I tried to fake it, but I thought I was going to pass out on stage. Um, I, you know, but then I knew I was just dialing it in. And then um, I had another show uh, in June and that was my last show. I started, I thought I was going to pass out and literally start crying on stage. And I, I didn't want my fans to see me like that. And I said, I have to have a come to Jesus meeting with myself and <laughs> decide. And we were just going to do a couple weeks. And I thought, no, I really need a long recovery time to be able to get back to where I was or to a new person is the way I like to look at it, the new Jill Jack. You want to put yourself on stage in your best possible condition. Yes, absolutely. Because if I'm delivering only half a song and I'm worried and I'm looking on stage to see where the safest place to fall or faint, 
then you're not putting on a good show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't come to see that. <laughs> no, you didn't pay for that, and I don't want to deliver that. I mm. want to be comfortable and calm and confident. Yeah. Great. So the big show, again, it is January 14th at the ARC, yeah. the arc.org for more information, jilljack.com mm-hmm. for information as well. And uh, tell me what you can about what we're going to expect at this show, because oh, I know ex- there's some surprises. No, I decided, I was talking to one of the artists that is going to be a special guest, and he's he, he said... You know, maybe you should just tell them so that, you know, one extra person might buy a ticket knowing that they might know someone. So as I was reflecting, um, you know, and I always did something, there's kind of theme with these arc shows. And, you know, Elvis was always involved somewhere because I was born on Elvis's birthday. But this year, it's a big birthday. And I'm kind of freaking out about the age thing, um, trying to wrap my head around it. And um, I'm going to be 60 and Five years older than me, my friend. I can't even. I, I don't. You well, don't I mean, it. I felt 110 this year. But, you know, right now I don't feel 60. I feel no. better than I did in my 30s. Um, but I decided if it was meant to be that I would get a hold of everyone who somehow was a part of my career. Mm. So it started with my guitar group at church in grade school. And I believe that some of the girls will be coming. Then my first gig where I got paid um, drinks and quesadillas um, (laughs) at a place called Sir Charles Pub that is now a dentist office. That's how you know you're getting old. Um, Two two guys named Norm and Bill. That was the name of their band. Um, They let me come up and sing a song, and I just kept bugging them. And they let me come every week for like a year and a half. They're going to be there. We haven't seen each other in over 30 years. Wow. Um, there's also um, Forbes Brothers. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. them, the yeah. country band. Um, Denny passed away, mm. but he wrote a song for me, and so we're going to perform that with the oh. Forbes Brothers. Scott Forbes is coming down from up north. Um, Scott Daly, who plays with uh, Carolyn Striho, I was in a band with him mm. and Alan Liggett called Third Nature with my ex-husband. They're going to come and do a song. Um, And then the original Jill Jack band, you know, Billy. Well, there's a band called Righteous Willie, which was J.C. Whitelaw, uh, John Ross, and Billy Brandt. And we're going to do some songs. And then we're going to do some Jill Jack stuff that we did in the studio. My daughter and my ex-husband are going to be singing some like that song that um, Nowhere Bound. My ex-husband and I wrote that song together. So, um, and then Johnny Allen, who I was, Johnny Allen in The Appeal, I was The Appeal. And he asked (laughs) me, (laughs) he asked me, you know, I asked him if he'd come and do one song. Now, the funny thing is, my ex-husband got me that gig. He said, come to rehearsal tonight. They're looking for a backup vocalist. So I came to the rehearsal. I sang one song with him. He said, great. You're in. I said, okay, when's the gig? He said, tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had no stage presence. So I would sing, and then I would hide behind the curtain and then come and sing and hide behind the curtain. And we laughed about that. And um, actually, we're putting a Christmas song out. Uh, Johnny said, would you mind coming and singing vocals? And I hadn't seen him in 25 years. Wow. So it's going to be really incredible. And then the regular Jill Jack Band will be the second set. So, yeah. Incredible. That's that's quite an undertaking. Well, that's what Billy said to me. He said, Woody, Billy Brandt, we yeah. all know him very well, obviously, yeah. and he was a, a big uh, you know, support and also a producer. And, Your label. And my label, my first four albums, and um, has been in my life for a long time. And he said, why are you making it so hard? Why don't you just like forget it? Just do the like the Jill Jack Band and like have us play. And I'm like, Billy, 
this is what I want to do. And he said, well, I want to play more. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> and I said, well, you will play, but I, this is, it's important to me because I don't know what life's going to be. You yeah. know, at this point, what I've learned in life, it's unpredictable and I'm going to take what I want to do and this is what I want to do and it's not too difficult and it's going to be beautiful if it all works out and if it doesn't we'll just play another song you tried yeah <laughs> yeah whatever it is I got plenty of music to play you know so it's all good Billy's your Graham Parsons is he not he is my Graham Parsons and Emily Lou's song yeah for sure I was in the his car when uh and when it talks about you're talking about that song I mean Emmy Lou um it's Emmy Lou and um, we were in his car. I was depressed because we played some bar the night before, and it was horrible. And he said, well, here, this will cheer you up. And he played an Emmylou Harris album. And yeah, he turned me on to Grant Parsons, actually. There you go. Yeah. We've done quite a few duos like that him and Emmylou did, and it was great. Yeah. Joe Jack is my guest today on Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios. An upcoming show includes January 14th at the Ark, her birthday bash. And there's other shows coming up as well at the Howell Opera House. And even if you check her schedule, you can see her performing in July and December of next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the minute I put out that I was feeling better, um, my phone started ringing. So um, there will be, in, you know, I make sure that I'm going to be intentional. I'm just not going to take any gig and every mm -hmm. gig and make sure I'm working, working, working. You know, I was a, I mean, I was a workhorse and I appreciate the person that I was, but um, I also realized being sick, how much I missed family, friends, occasions. And so I'm going to be very intentional about my gigs this year. Good. Coming up. Yep. How about another song to entice sure. people to get to these? I was looking at my list. Thanks to John. He helped me <laughs> remember what tunes what songs I you have. Wrote? <laughs> yeah. So I think you like this song a lot. So I like, I'll do this for you. Maybe. I think I should get a guitar pick out. Hold on a second. Can't help you there. I, I can. I remembered one, which is good because usually I always ask another guitar player, Chris or whoever's playing with me.
Jill Jack on Acoustic Alternatives, Love Hotel, uh, title track, that album that came out, gosh, 15 years 400 ago? 400 years no, ago. Know, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what inspired that song? What? Uh, I, I do. I had a vision. Um, and I think there was, you know, no different than now, there is a lot of um, racism and hate. And that's what drove that song. I had seen something on TV, and I thought, wouldn't it be great? Well, that and also um, my sister was going to India, and my mom is Irish Catholic, and my sister wanted to find herself in India, and and my mom did not get it. And she was like, why can't she just go to church? And um, so it was just all of those things that inspired. I thought, wouldn't it be a beautiful place? I had this vision of riding a horse, which I don't ride a horse, uh, in the desert, and then coming up to this beautiful door with roses over it, and you rang a bell. And when you went in, there was all these different people of all races and religions, and they all spoke different, differently but they understood each other and respected each other and accepted each other and that's what that song's about that's an ideal world it is an ideal i'd like world. to live in that world well, actually i believe <laughs> i i'm a forever optimist and i will hope that it you know one by one we could we could make that happen jill jack definitely one of the most positive people i know <laughs> i guess today on acoustic alternatives we're in grove studios in ypsilanti michigan and again i'll mention that if you've got a, a band or you're a dj they've got a couple of rooms here for djs to come practice and and make noise in, and if you, you know, you're disturbing your neighbors in the apartment next door, like, I'm tired of the pounding on the walls when I'm doing, trying to just practice. <laughs> There's a place here for you. You can 24 seven. You can do it three in the morning if you want. But uh, great place to check out Grove Studios. Uh, um, again, thanks to them for making it possible it, for me to do this. It is a nice studio, and this whole setup is great. So yeah, yeah listen to John. Come on out. Listen to John. Listen to John. Maybe that should be the name of your next radio show <laughs> or whatever you're calling podcast. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Listen to John. I like that. <laughs> I, I realized something while you were playing that song, so I was like coming up with my next topic to discuss. And okay. I was looking for a number I know I had on my sheet here somewhere. I'm like, coincidentally, when I started this podcast, I mentioned it was the 46th one I've kind of done as part of the Grove Studios thing. And I noticed that's the exact number of Detroit Music Awards you've listed as having won, 46. <laughs> I actually Maybe. have 50 now. Now, so but, that was yeah. an old, old piece <laughs> of data. We haven't updated. I'm, I'm, that, one of the things I haven't done while being sick is update my website. So sorry for anybody that goes there. We're, we're in the middle of fixing it. But um, no, uh, actually, I won a few more awards um, for some of the new material that I released during the pandemic. Video. And, um, there was a video The video award, yeah. and some, I think, songwriter and something else. So, yeah, I think we're up to 50 wow. and they're close to it. And, yeah, you know, I used to be embarrassed in a way about it. 
and now I think age is changing that. Um, and I am really proud of that girl who worked that hard to um, stay in the in the in the storm of things, which is a music business is is a bit of a storm, yeah. and to stay relevant and to stay um, you know continually challenge myself to to put out good music and to have appreciation for the people that vote those are people their other artists their venues their you know producers there's um so i i'm very proud of that now i'm not going to hide from it anymore (laughs) it's got to be i mean I, i can't imagine anybody else has more than that well, I finally found a shelf that I can put them all on. So when I was really when happy. When your daughter moved. Yeah, when she moved, right. And I did it the, the next day. She goes, wow, body's not even cold, Mom. You know, But it looks really pretty there, and I like it. So, yeah, it looks good. Something something I would like to see someday. Yeah. It put pressure on me when I was sick. I couldn't look at it when I was sick. It was like, I can't I can't look at that. But now I can be like, okay, let's, let's go get them. Yeah. So in addition to the singer-songwriter thing, you, you do hold a day job as well, besides the Dream Big? Um, so Dream Big actually was kind of, I don't want to say put away, but kind of. Um, I lost all the clients during the pandemic. Um, I do help some that are interested um, if they, you know, I'm always going to be open to helping artists and anyone, actually. It's kind of life coaching, so it's not just uh, singer-songwriters. Um, I did get a day job, um, and thank God I did because... Um, it was right before I got sick, and they had short-term disability, and I was taken care of. So, yeah. Good fortune. Uh-huh. And um, I really enjoy it, and um, it takes the pressure off. You know, a lot of artists feel that we shouldn't get a day job and suffer, um, and it's just the world is too unpredictable right now to continue to think that. Uh, I, I mean, if you're Taylor Swift and you can tour, yes, but if you're – uh, an artist like myself, um, we put all our stuff together. You know, we, we're our managers, we're our booking agents, we're everything. And the world is unpredictable. The shows could cancel. If you get sick, you don't get insurance, you don't get vacation time, you don't get anything like you that. Don't get paid. So you don't get paid. <laughs> and I have bills like everyone else. And so I'm proud. And um, I really like where I work. And, they're, and they actually were the first people to ask me to sing last week. So hmm. that's how I got my feet wet. And it was amazing. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. Good timing on all that. Um, yeah. I'm glad it worked out for sure. Yeah, me too. Who knows? I mean, who knows what? Oh, I don't know. I mean, my husband was incredible and um, was my my rock while I was sick. But, you know, there's in a marriage, you got to both pay bills, things, cars, you know, you name it. So, yeah. So how was songwriting during that time? Was there anything happening? No. No. Absolutely not. couldn't do it. I couldn't even. um, So my brain was not functioning. There were times where I couldn't even talk. Mm. So my words, I don't, I've never had a stroke and God hope I never have a stroke, but I couldn't put words together sometimes, especially if I got overtired. So I couldn't form words. It wasn't like I was Mm. forgetting the words. My mouth would not form the words. Um, Wow. And so um, I didn't even want to think about picking up my guitar and trying. I think I would have been too depressed if it if it didn't work. So I just didn't. Yeah. No writing. <laughs> Painting, yes. No Paint, writing. Painting doesn't require yeah. the same part of your brain? No, I guess not. Or if it does, nobody sees it anyway. I don't have to worry about selling it if it's bad. <laughs> well, what were you doing it for? Just yourself? <laughs> it was peaceful. Yeah, it was very peaceful. Um, most of the time I was in bed. For the most part, I was in bed. Yeah. I'm sorry, dear. Well, I caught up on a lot of movies, and um, I like documentaries. I think they're motivating, and so I watched a lot of positive documentaries because I eventually want to write a book, and so I watched a lot about 
writers, things like that. Yeah. Well, when you do write the book, I strongly encourage you to do an audio version where you're reading it because that's the way I prefer to consume these oh, musician really? autobiographies okay. when they're reading it to me in their voice. Yeah. I'm really getting the, the feel for what the stories are about. So, yeah. I mean, there's been multiple audio books read by musician huh. authors that I've enjoyed. That's a great idea. I don't know what the book's going to be about. I don't know if it's going to be about me, but I think I might at some point write a book about my life. Yeah. Look forward to that. Thank you. I've asked about your life. Speaking of which, those who tune into this podcast and are used to kind of a format of sorts where we dig deep into early life and we go into what's happening now, we did that already. Yeah. <laughs> a little over a year ago, uh, before, well, before you were sick, um, mm -hmm. we, we did a deep dive and we mentioned that we were wearing masks then. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. So if you want to find out a little bit about the, the backstory of Jill, this is your first time hearing this podcast and you're, <laughs> you're finding this one, go back and look for the other one. I'll, I'll name this one like Jill Jack 2 or The Return of Jill Jack or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I like that. Return of Jill Jack. The Return. That's cool. She's back from not quite the dead. Were you scared? I imagine you were pretty scared. Um, I remember my husband and I just talked about this yesterday because we had to go to a funeral and um, we saw people we hadn't seen in a while and they were asking about it and um i didn't remember saying this and uh when i was going in for the emergency heart cath um they were wheeling me away and i looked at my husband and my daughter hadn't gotten there yet mm -hmm. and just for a split second i thought what if i don't come out of that room and i don't see them and so i said please tell emma i love her and then he told me this and i don't remember there's a lot of things i don't remember from that but he said I yelled down the hall, I told you you should have married someone younger. <laughs> and I'm like, you're kidding. I don't remember that. And he was just like, that's all she could say. You know? <laughs> like, and everybody looked at me. him. Yeah. yeah. No, I told him I loved him too many times. But yeah, no, it was, um, I thought that was funny because I am older than my husband. <laughs> I'm a cougar. Yes. Well, you're on the other side. So, all right. So 60 is coming up next year. What are your plans for Besides the few shows we've, we've briefly glazed over, plans for keeping busy as a 60-year-old singer, songwriter, musician. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I've learned with this experience is I'm not making too many plans and staying open because it seems that you can make a plan. But I, what's that saying? If you want to make God laugh, make a plan or have a Tell him your plan. Tell him your plan. Thank you. Um, um, but, uh, you know, people have been reaching out to um, uh, have me sing on their music. Uh, on their songs. Mike Ward, um, I yeah. think he's an incredible songwriter. And um, so I'm going to be working with him on a song. Um, Danny Cox, mm. I don't know if you remember oh, Danny's oh, name. Oh, yes. Just Great. got a text from him this morning. He wants oh. me to sing with him. Danny, I, if you're watching this, I miss your brother. Yeah, we all miss him. Well, I see him. We we stay in touch a lot. But um, And then, so I'm really open to that. And um, I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself to put a record out or anything. And I'll just see what happens, you know. I don't know. Dabbling in any other things? I know you did radio show. You know. um, I, I do plan on writing, and I am going to be taking art classes as well. So, so I maybe we'll uh, see some of the art then. You'll see some of the oh, art. And then okay. um, also some of it is available on note cards, you know, that I sell at my shows. and um, But also I am just really itching to write a book. And so I've been writing a lot. And so I think that that seems peaceful to me. Fair yeah. enough. Jill Jack is my guest today on Acoustic Alternatives from Grove Studios in Ypsilanti. Would you like to perform another song? Sure. What would you like to do? I'll do a song called Breathe. Something we all need to do. <laughs> One way or another. Need to remember to do. <laughs> right.
gotta breathe It's funny, I, I wrote that at the um, Folk Alliance International, mm-hmm. and 
because I was, you know, you. I think you've been to those. I've never, oh, been. never been, but it's very intense. Very intense. Uh, it's not a festival; it's a convention, and there's so many artists and so many oh, just people, people, people. Music, 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 and it can mess with your head. And I found myself just holding my breath. And I went back to my hotel room as you talk about people like pounding on the door that whoever was next to me, I felt bad because I kept saying, breathe, 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 breathe. And then I wrote that. Um, And I joked to myself, well, if nothing ever happens with this song, maybe a yoga studio will pick it up or something. And it's so funny, but so many yoga teachers use this song in there. And I get texts from people. I heard you today at my yoga class. I'm like, yay. (laughs) So I'm glad people got it. You know, maybe there's a whole nother market out there writing for yoga classes. I am really okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wherever people hear your music. Billy and I did that um, years ago, years and years ago. Um, People had asked us to play music during a a hot yoga session, which is really difficult when you're playing guitar in clothes and everyone else is like barely any clothes on. And it's like 110 in there. But it's good for the vocal cords, actually. <laughs> but, um, Sweating your fingers off. Yeah, so right. It was a little slippery there. But uh, there's, yeah, I think there's potential for music there, too. Well, you were just discussing a music industry thing, and my topic that came to my head before that actually was, despite how positive you are on most things, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to be positive about the state of the music industry. And I'm not trying to be a downer about it, but just in all honesty, if you were starting today and not 30 years ago, it's really financially a very difficult decision to make to choose a career in music from what I can tell. It is. And and you're not being a downer. You're being a realist. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I work with the Michigan State Fair Superstar Contest, and one of the things they win is I help them find a producer for their songs, and then I also do a lot of my consulting with them. And it is a different world than when I started. So some of the things I did won't work in this day and age. No. Including CDs. (laughs) Yeah, including CDs. So um, to make a living, you know, I don't know. I don't have the answer. Um, You know, uh, I remember reading something about, you know, um, who's the guy that wrote Happy? um, Pharrell Williams. Pharrell. And he talked about how many downloads, right? How many streaming he had of that. And that song was huge. I mean, it wasn't even a movie. It was a Disney movie or something. And it ended up, he only got $100,000 off of that song over a period of years, by the way. And so if he can't, you know what I mean? If he's yeah. complaining. <laughs> um, so it just, it's it's difficult. Um, but I have, the only thing I can say to artists is music is needed in this world. So however you can make it happen, make it happen. Now, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I, you know, um, was a single mom. I mean, my ex-husband was involved, but he traveled and he did a lot of things. But I had to work a day job and sing full time and raise a kid and take care of my sick parents. So anytime someone has a, an excuse, I know you've had Mark Jewett. I don't know if you have Mark Jewett yeah, on the show, yeah. but Mark Jewett, when he first started, uh, he was asking me, how do I do this? You know, and he said, I have a job. I said, so? he said, well, you know, I have a family. I said, so? You know, like, so every excuse he gave me, I go, so do I, so do I, so do I. You know, so really it comes down to dedication, perseverance, and just the love of your art. Um, If you read, and what I do this a lot, is read about different artists, and I'm talking writers, painters, what they did before they went to their day job, people that actually you would never have thought had to have a day job. 
um, it, it's, it's, it's life-saving, if you ask me. So unfortunately, we live in a strange world where art is not appreciated financially. No. And it doesn't make sense. It's just like, sorry, all you football players, but you know, football players that make millions, millions of dollars, yet the teachers that we have don't make barely anything to get by. It doesn't make sense. The world doesn't make sense. But we're not really going to be able to change it. I can't change it in my lifetime, but I will continue to make music, even if I have to have a day job to do it. I mean, I, don't, I doubt you would have a solution for how we could change that. But right. like, have you thought about how do how do we change the model? Like, I, I've seen some discussion lately on Facebook about the the Spotify model and how mm-hmm. everybody's posting their like their fake, um, like playlists or whatever. It's it's not just their playlists. It's like this. Uh, <laughs> can't think of the word festival that's this fake festival oh yeah i just saw that this morning yeah. and somebody said you should have jill jack on there and i'm like wait what's the date i had no idea then i it's, realized it was a spotify thing i'm like yeah, oh it's, it's okay basically who you're, i'm a little behind on that yeah. yeah and then there's you know it was getting a bit a bit of an argument about okay well that's great except you know spotify play pays 0.006 or whatever it is per... well people don't understand that and you know <laughs> even i think we were in a better better shape 10 years ago where at least we got 33 cents now we're getting i mean the artist gets 33 cents that's it um so you know one of the things i had told you before we started this interview you know a friend of mine said have you listened to your pandora uh you know channel and i hadn't um so i started listening to my pandora channel and i asked my web designer i'm like can you put my pandora channel up and you know, at least I will get something for that, right? People still buy my CDs at shows. I don't dare ask them, do you have a CD player? <laughs> but I think what they're doing is they're buying the experience. And they not necessarily can play the CD, but they take me home with them. And that's what they do. So what do you do for marketing? What do you do for merchandise? What do you do? You know, it's just, it's a whole new ball game, And it's sad. But music if you're a musician, you know you have to do it. If yeah. It's in your blood. You have to play. You feel it. You know, you can't, you know, I think I'd go a little insane if I thought I could never play again. You know? Without revealing too much, do you mm-hmm. make a decent margin on a CD sale? Or Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you do. You definitely make a decent margin, um, especially what I, what I do. And, and by the way, you know, pay-wise, I'm at a place, but it took me 30 years to get to what I pay. I know there's artists that won't walk on stage unless you're going to offer them a certain amount. And, and I'm at that point too. You know, you've got, if one more person says to me, you know, play and I'll give you exposure. I don't need to be exposed anymore, sir. (laughs) You know, um, no, you don't go to work for free. I'm not going to either. And I tell all my artists that please do not work for free. If it's just enough to pay for your gas, respect yourself enough and respect your art. Because if you choose to do it for free or you don't and someone else does, you're not going to get those gigs. And the people who are working for free, shame on you because you're taking it from other people. We all need to get paid. Right. We need to get paid to do this. This is work. I mean, people think we just walk up to a microphone. We don't. You know, we have to... These venues who want us not to work for, you know, want to work for pennies, but don't forget to promote so we can put butts in the seats. You know, come on. It's a whole thing. And um, what I do uh, to for each show, you've got to rehearse. You've got to get your band together. You've got to promote. You've got to get it out there. You've got to, you know, pay for gas to tour. You know, it's just it's a lot. And and on top of it, somewhere in there, you're supposed to be creative and write the music. Right. And then you have to learn how to edit video and edit audio and all these things you've been teaching <laughs> I know, yourself, I've been right? Teaching, you know, I, teaching yourself yeah. to be a marketing director, right? right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a complicated career choice. Yeah, I I I um, 
Luckily, I have been very good at marketing and it came naturally to me. But I also realized early on, that's 50% of this game. Mm -hmm. This whole thing is 50%. And people, there's a lot of artists who don't want to market. I said, then good luck getting people at your shows because they're not going to find you in this pool of of where we are in social media. You know, you've got to be loud. You've got to be present and you've got to make your content really count. (laughs) You know, don't just put something up there. Make it count. Make it interesting. Good advice. Yeah, that's what I did with the Keynote Sisters, and it really worked. Now they're like, they're shaming me. They're they're killing it. So, yeah, they're nice. doing great. I was sitting behind uh, Aspen Jacobson's parents at a concert last oh. night at Trinity House, Josh Davis, and your, your name came up. And just as one of the folks over the years that you've mentored and helped along the way. Yes. So, um, I, I totally love that you've done that to many people I've, I've interviewed and, and had contact with over the years, the fact that you're like this stepping stone for them to be heard by people like me. So I love it. You. And I thank love you. that they all, it's, I feel like a mama bear watching yeah. them all do great. You know, I have a new client right now, Joe Jarvis, and he is the Michigan State Fair winner. And he's young, he's hungry. He's really like, you know, and it's actually like kickstarting me because I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. I forgot what it was like to be excited, you know? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. And he's incredible. And I said, but Joe, you got to market yourself. And he's, he's hungry and he just wants to listen. He eats up everything I say. That's it's great. great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joe Jack is my guest today on Acoustic Alternatives. Uh, speaking of free, I've been doing this for free most of the last year without a sponsor. So if you're enjoying the podcast and you think, hey, you know, I know a business or I'm a business and I'd like to sponsor, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I would love to uh, give you the exposure that I think this podcast has been building. You know, the last one with Glenn Phillips was a very successful one. You can look back and hear ones with uh, Willie Porter and Jonathan Brooke and Brian Vanderark and wow. all, Rachel Davis. All these great musicians have been I guess on the on the program and it's again Jill's my first return visitor to the podcast. <laughs> and you need a sponsor. Sponsorship is important. So it's, if you're uh, out there I'm, and you like John's John's always had an incredible selection of music and musicians and he's got a great voice to listen to, by the way. It's so soothing. Thanks, Joe. And um sponsorship, you need it. Yeah. So somebody if, give if, him a call. If it happens, it happens. It <laughs> will. Think positive. Saturday, January fourteenth <laughs> at the Arcus Jill's annual birthday bash, the return of the birthday bash, which has a little bit of a hiatus in it. And that uh, sounds like it's gonna be a really exciting show. It is. Um, one more song? Sure. Let's see, what shall I do? What? You've got a lot to pick from. I know. Thirty years in the music business, you I say. Oh, I know, I know. Holy moly. Ah, uh, that's a long time. I think I'm just going to do this song because it's about living. <laughs> and we want to do that. I'm going to tune my guitar, John, because I won't be able to get through this song without it. So why don't you ask those people a little bit more about sponsoring? <laughs> <laughs> well, sponsorship, or we can talk about something. Sponsorships are not essential to me surviving and doing this. I will do it. And continue to do what I do to promote what I think is worth hearing. Um, the point, really, of this the podcast is to expose people to singer-songwriters that are um, in need of some attention. I mean, it's it's a thankless job in its own little way. Uh, you know, I get a chance to have discussions with people about their careers and their long journeys. Chuck Brodsky was a really interesting uh, discussion yeah. about his long journey and his love of baseball songs I mean, it, it's been it's been fun and i will continue to do it as long as i can find the time and even if it doesn't make me any money i'm okay with that but i, would, I wouldn't mind having this be something well we appreciate you and you need to so i'm gonna just give you that lecture Thank there you. you go okay here we go that's better
choked up because I was thinking about the fact that you might not have. Right. You might not have. That's the title of your book, by the way. Is it? Okay. All right. There you go. I love it. I'm willing that into existence. Your book called Live Like There's No Tomorrow, perhaps an accompanying best of CD to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) No tall order, dear. No. No, that sounds really exciting. That feels good to me. I like that. 
I'm glad we were able to get together and uh, do this to tell people about this exciting show you've got going on in, in January with all these guests from your past. That sounds, I mean, you, you come up with something new every year. I'm not surprised. Well, I, one of the one of the things, too, is I was afraid that I couldn't do, part of the planning was I was afraid I couldn't do a whole powerful, powerful show. Not to say that this won't be, but this is very storytelling. Um, and then uh, you know, to make sure that I can endure the entire show, I can talk, then sing, then talk, then sing. and Two sets. Yeah, two sets. And it will be, uh, you know, and the volunteers will be happy. I won't be till midnight like I usually am. So the, I promise to cut shorter ladies and gentlemen who volunteer <laughs> at the ARC. There was like, oh, my God, is she done yet? Yeah. You know. So, yeah, it's it, the plan is it's really exciting. And, and everyone said yes. I don't know how you're going to get them all backstage because it's not that big. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm going to have to figure that out. But I already talked to the ARC and I warned them and I talked to the sound man. He's excited about it. He's willing to take it on. So it's great. Yeah. Pleasure to see you. So good to see you. Thank you. And I missed you and I love you. I missed and loved you too. Okay, good. Look for more Acoustic Alternatives podcasts or listen for more because they're available in audio form as well, If you're depending on what you're listening to. But I don't know who's next. It was uh, it was going to be Shannon Lee, but she had to reschedule because of a, a thing. So we'll get back to uh, visiting with her. Listen talk- to her music. Oh, that her new EP new is really music. good. Yeah, wow, it's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. So I uh, appreciate Grove Studios again for being a, an excellent host to my podcast. Thanks to them for encouraging me to do it in the first place. It is one of the joys of my life. And thanks for listening. <laughs>